Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. Despite recent reforms, the pace of space acquisition in the Defense Department has not kept up with industry, a new report concluded. North Star Earth and Space has raised another $15 million to support its first four satellites for tracking objects in orbit. DARPA has picked 14 companies to work on a commercial lunar architecture study. Egypt and China signed a series of space agreements Wednesday that include cooperation on the China-led International Lunar Research Station. The success of a NASA inflatable heat shield experiment last year has attracted interest from industry. We begin today with Pentagon advisors who say despite reforms, Space Force still shackled to sluggish procurement system. A new study by the Defense Business Board, an advisory committee that provides independent business advice to the Department of Defense, concluded that while the establishment of the U.S. Space Force has helped streamline fragmented space acquisition organizations, the Pentagon is still not equipped to procure next-generation space systems at the pace required to maintain dominance. The disconnect between the speed of procurement and industry advancements puts pressure on national security space efforts, the report cautioned. It suggested more authorities could be given to the Office of the Space Force's Senior Acquisition Executive, currently led by Frank Calvelli, Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Space Acquisition and Integration. North Star Earth and Space has raised another $15 million to support its first four satellites for tracking objects in orbit. The Canadian company raised the Series D round, announced Wednesday from Telesystem Space, a family-owned technology fund based in Canada, along with the Government of Quebec and Luxembourg Future Fund. The additional funding will get the company through its first launch of four satellites by Rocket Lab. Those satellites, built by Spire, were scheduled to launch earlier this year by Virgin Orbit before that launch company went bankrupt. And the Rocket Lab launch was delayed by an electron launch failure in September. DARPA has picked 14 companies to work on a commercial lunar architecture study. The companies will participate in the 10-year lunar architecture, or Luna 10, study over the next seven months. The purpose of the study is to develop an integrated architecture to support a commercial lunar economy by the mid-2030s. The participating companies are providing expertise in areas ranging from communications and power to resource utilization and transportation. The goal, DARPA says, is to understand, to the gram, to the watt, to the dollar, what a lunar economy could look like by 2035. Egypt and China signed a series of space agreements Wednesday that include cooperation on the China-led International Lunar Research Station, ILRS. Egypt is the first Arab country to join, ILRS, and the second on the African continent to sign up after South Africa joined in September. The countries also signed a Memorandum of Understanding on Cooperation and Peaceful Use of Outer Space. The agreements come days after China launched the Misrasat-2 remote sensing satellite for Egypt. The success of a NASA inflatable heat shield experiment last year has attracted interest from industry. The Lofted project successfully flew an inflatable decelerator six meters across last November that re-entered and splashed down in the Pacific. Since then, 
NASA has been working with United Launch Alliance on a larger version of the system, 10 meters across, that could be used as part of ULA's efforts to recover and reuse the booster engine section of its Vulcan rocket. Other companies that NASA did not disclose during a presentation at a committee meeting last week are interested in even larger versions of the technology up to 20 meters across. In other news, Spaceflight now reports that SpaceX has launched more Starlink satellites overnight. A Falcon 9 lifted off from Cape Canaveral at 12.07 a.m. Eastern Thursday and placed 23 Starlink satellites into orbit. The launch was the 90th mission by Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy Rockets so far this year as the company pushes towards a goal of 100 launches in 2023. Bloomberg reports that a new SpaceX tender offer for its stock would value the company at $175 billion or more. The offer would be an increase over the $150 billion valuation the company set in a stock tender offer in the summer. It would make privately held SpaceX among the 75 biggest companies in the world by market capitalization, with a value about the same as T-Mobile and Nike. Florida Today reports that ULA is preparing for a wet dress rehearsal of its Vulcan rocket ahead of its first launch. The rehearsal, scheduled for today, will involve fueling the rocket and going through a practice countdown. That is one of the last major tests before the first Vulcan launch. Scheduled for early December 24th, carrying Astrobotics Peregrine Lunar Lander. Nikki Asia reports that Japanese synthetic aperture radar imaging company IQPS has gone public. The company raised $27 million in an initial public offering on the Tokyo Stock Exchange on Wednesday. The company, whose formal name is Institute for Kyushu Pioneers of Space, is developing a constellation of synthetic aperture radar satellites with up to 24 in orbit by 2028. The next IQPS satellite is scheduled to launch on the return-to-flight mission of Rocket Lab's Electron next week. The National reports that NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says his agency is in discussions with the UAE about sending an Emirati astronaut to the moon. Nelson, during a media event in the UAE Wednesday, confirmed that there are discussions between the U.S. and UAE about a role in the Artemis program that could include flight opportunities for Emirati astronauts, but that he was not ready to make any announcements. Reports a year ago indicated that the UAE could supply an airlock module for the Lunar Gateway, which would likely involve giving the UAE seats on later Artemis missions. However, there has been no formal announcement by NASA about a role for the UAE on the gateway.